popolitikin.com. Welcome to the Popolitikin Show. Founded in 2008, Popolitikin is a hip-hop meets self-help brand. With each interview, we teach the babies and share success secrets with you, the listener. Past guests of the Popolitikin Show include Yo Gotti, Currency, MC Light, BG, Dead Press, Rashida, Project Pat, and more. We also showcase the future upcoming stars of hip-hop. Subscribe on iTunes and get automatic updates of each podcast episode. What up, everybody? This is L. Lambert, and I am politicking with Poe at Poe Politicking. Peace. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, what I'm feeling, baby, It's good vibrations I told her girl don't keep me waiting But then again you put me some handy Play some reggae so we can rock steady I take a sip and then I get in my rhythm She wind it up I tell her girl just kill them Kill them, kill them, yeah, yeah I like the way that she whine She back it up right sometimes She give it to me like it's mine You know the music's alright I might marry you tonight are you sipping dark or light? Let's have a toast to the good life The good life, the good life What a feeling What a feeling What a feeling Yeah, what a feeling What a feeling Yeah, what a feeling What a feeling Yeah, what a feeling What a feeling Making my body another nine Judging by your smile, I'm thinking I'm mine Tap on your shoulder, look in your eyes Grab both your hands and put them in the sky You don't have to worry, it will be alright The way you move, the best thing inside The music got a hold on you like controller So girl, come closer We'll make time go slower This night won't be over I might marry you tonight Would you sip and Let's have a toast on a good life, the good life, the good life. What a feeling, baby.
Welcome back to PolPolitikin.com. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube, uh, iTunes, Facebook, all that. I'm now politicking with my homie L. Lambert. How you doing, bro? Man, I'm good. It's good to see you, Paul, man. Thank you for having me, brother. Yeah, no doubt, man. First thing, I just want to talk about your background. Let them know your hometown, where you're from, how you fell in love with music. Uh, well, I am uh, from a little country town called Martinsburg, West Virginia. Uh, although I was born in D.C., my, my dad is a pastor, and so he got an uh, opportunity to be the pastor of a church in West Virginia. So we grew up there, uh, which kind of, you know, segues into music and how I got into music was that, you know, me and all my siblings, we were very involved in the church, and so, you know, really occupied our time and to help our dad, we would, you know, play the instruments. And so I started as a drummer. Uh, when I was five, and then I started as a pianist, and so that really taught me a lot about music uh, from a formal, you know, perspective, also to like a, you know, just just a emotional thing. You know, music really started meaning a lot to me. I come from a very musical family, and uh, so we were surrounded around music all the time, all different types of music. You know, even though my dad's a pastor. Um, we also listened to, like, you know, Luther Vandross, Temptations, New Edition, you know, as well as, like, the contemporary stuff that was out in, like, the early 90s. So that's really what got me into music. So who you got in your playlist right now? Oh, man, uh, I'm an old school guy, so I really listen to, like, you know, uh, still, I still listen to Babyface. I still listen to, uh, Music Soul Child. I still listen to Stevie Wonder. Um, but new stuff, new artists, definitely Chance. Chance the Rapper is like one of my favorite uh, guys. Uh, musically, uh, definitely Ro James. Um, let's see. Oh my gosh, it's a lot. Usher's new album is dope. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Alright, so talk about your style as an artist and what makes you unique. Oh, my style as an artist kind of... Uh, like I said, I grew up around classic music, and so that's really what got me into loving R&B, really loving R&B music is that, you know, when I was growing up, I listened to music that was made maybe 25, 30, 40 years before I was consuming it, and it still felt fresh and new, and so at that time, you know, hip-hop was still, you know, kind of getting its, its, uh, it's uh, fame that it had now and kind of getting its recognition. So for me, I knew I wanted to be in the music industry and R&B kind of connected with me more than rapping and even hip-hop. Um, so that kind of influenced my style was that I, I studied. I'm a really big, uh, I'm really big on studying and reading it. So I would begin to study, you know, these great songwriters that I would listen to, such as Babyface and, and, and um, Stevie Wonder and, and later on, D'Angelo and a lot of other songwriters, and I began to mold myself uh, after these guys. I loved that they could do it all, you know, finding out about Babyface when he could write a song, produce it, perform it, sing it, play it, and he could do that for other people. I was like, that's the ultimate control, is not having to uh, wait on anybody and not have to collaborate to get something dope or to, to be able to express yourself. And... Um, so that's what really makes me different is that I, I, I think I've restored or I've kind of reminded people that there's more um, 
to being an artist and just getting up there and singing or to really be a student of the game and know how to write, how to produce, know how to play, know how to perform it, and also know how to sing. And um, I think that that's what's missing in the industry is a lot of one-trick artists or a lot of artists that, you know, I was at, a, I was at an event the other, other day, and it's no shade against anyone, but um, he was asked, they asked him about uh, if he could, if he was uh, going to produce any music, and he said, well, I know nothing about production. And so I think that a lot of times um, it is forgotten that, that there are some artists out here that can do everything themselves. Um, so that's what makes me unique, I think. All right, and then who would you say, like, who who is your music for? Um, I think my music's for, I don't, I, I hate to say everybody, um, but I, I think that my music is for people who, uh, grew up in the time period that I grew up. A lot of my music reminds you of the nineties. A lot of my music reminds you of, uh, emotion and vulnerability. And so people are definitely my age and people older that appreciate classic R&B music and, and that are really, uh, moved by words, um, that that really speak to certain situations that are common. I really like to write stuff that is uh, specific for me, specific enough for me, but it's able to uh, make sense for you or anybody else that's kind of gone through something similar. Um, and so I guess people that appreciate that type of music, um, something else that makes me unique is that I don't like degrade women in my music. I don't curse. It's not because I can't. It's because I just... Um, that's just something that's not natural uh, for me. And so I think that that also allows kids to be able to listen to my music as well as my grandparents. You know, so that's what kind of makes it different and unique. What's up? And where can they go check out your music and what current projects you're working on? Um, they can check it out on SoundCloud. Um, if you search L-E-L -L Lambert, uh, anything on SoundCloud, uh, YouTube, same thing. Um, and the projects I'm working on, I'm actually working on two projects right now. Uh, one is uh, Bye, which is my solo uh, EP. Um, I've been working this past year to create a project that kind of summed up what my journey has been uh, since I came back into music. I took a break from music for a long time and focused on other areas in the industry and kind of figuring out my footing uh, in the game. And so... Uh, I decided to write a project about it, so it's uh, the EP is dropping on January first, and um, the big big project is a uh, district of collaboration, which is uh, you said you interview a uh, food show, and so I done a, a project. I'm working on a project right now that is going to consist of a year long process where I'm collaborating with uh, the top uh, rising and soaring artists in DC, and those are singers. It's songwriters, it's producers, it's it's rappers, you know, poets, different uh, prominent musicians. And so um, that comes out in October 2017. Uh, we just dropped the first single, uh, What a Feeling, and it is, like, booming. People love it. Blogs have hit it and loved it. Um, and next month we're doing uh, a project with Ru Pratt, uh, who is another, like, rising, super dope, artist who's like killing the game right now so, so yeah who made you want to do that the district of collaboration i think that's, that's, dope, that's dope um well i moved from uh, west virginia about three years ago and uh i was unaware 
that there was like this, um, I guess, stigma or label on DC that a lot of people don't support each other and artists had to go away to get famous or to get recognition. And so, um, you know, for me, I, you know, when I was in college, I pledged a fraternity. And so I learned then that uh, it was always better to uh, join forces with somebody, you know, that has a big following or that's powerful and you guys can create a movement. And so when I moved to D.C., I was like, you know, I don't understand why people don't support each other. I don't understand why, um, you know, this artist and that artist, even though they both sing, that doesn't mean they can't work together and they can't create a project. If you got 3,000 followers and you got 5,000 followers, I got 8,000 people in, in between, you know, so you're talking about doing shows. And and so that's really my, my mindset. And so once I... Uh, kind of got that idea, then the name just kind of came to me when I was driving, when I saw, you know, a sign that just said the District of Columbia, and I was like, oh, shoot, the District of Collaboration, you know, and so it kind of stuck, and then I kind of asked some people, well, you know, what do you think about this, what do you think about it, and um, people loved it, yeah, so that's, so that's really where, where it came from. So what are your goals for your career right now? Um, Number one is to... Uh, I think I think this time last year I, I wasn't an artist, and so right now I'm I'm thankful to be doing this. Number one, but uh, my goals now, you know, to continue to get recognition for my for my abilities, uh, both as a singer, as a songwriter, and also as a producer. I think that um, I have a lot to offer. A lot of artists, you know, um, I have a lot to offer the world and my music, and so. I think one of my biggest goals is just to continue to get in front of new people and see new things and new experiences and be able to share um, this music that I've kind of kept to myself uh, with the world. So that's one of my goals. I think um, also just, you know, awards and things like that once the album comes out and once the project comes out. And, you know, district collaboration, I want the bigger, like the bigger artists um, that are from here to be a part of it. I plan on doing volumes and ultimately... A, uh, a festival, you know, because uh, digital collaboration is more than just a project, it's an idea. And so I think that, um, you know, I would definitely want to see the bigger artists like the Raheem Devons, the Wale's, the, you know, the even the older artists um, to be a part of this project and be a part of this idea of um, using our resources to create this movement of independence because DC's indie culture it's so vibrant and it's so dope and it's so many progressive pieces from spoken word to indie rock to go-go still to rap, you know, with Wale and with Shy Glizzy and with all the other guys. Um, the DC music scene is crazy dope. And I think that if we put our uh, resources together, it can be something major. And so I think that, that those are like my main goals. So what are some of your interests and hobbies outside of music? Oh man, uh, I'm a basketball player. I haven't played that much lately though. But um, I play basketball, so I, I love I love basketball. Um, also, I read a lot. Um, big big on uh, like articles, current events, um, but also my industry. I, I love I love what I do, and so I don't really take too many breaks from uh, music and the music industry because it is a uh, it's relaxing for me, and so a lot of times I would just, you know, play the piano just to, just to, you know, relax, or I just chill, or, I, you know, uh, I like to travel, 
you know. Um, and so those are like my main things that I kind of do to, you know, get away from music. So um, give us some, some success hacks. Oh, my gosh. Uh, one of them is uh, I like to tell people that just because people don't tell you you're dope uh, doesn't mean you're not. Um, I think a lot of people wait for affirmation and confirmation um, to, uh, and it's always necessary. Like I think it's needed for people to to tell you how good you are, or or somebody kind of cheering you on. But just because people aren't, you know, a lot of times it's just that faith and that belief um, in yourself. Uh, take it from me. I think that I could have, um, I could have been doing what I'm doing now years ago, but it wasn't until I made that choice. Um, and it was people around me that told me, hey, you need to stop focusing on other people, but you need to focus on yourself and, and push your talents and your dreams forward. Um, so that's what I would tell people is that, is that you're dope. Um, you just got to find your you just gotta find your crowd. And I think that's, I got one more success hack that I would, uh, I would tell people is that it's okay not to be for everybody. Um, a lot of times people get so down uh, when somebody says, I don't like this, and I don't like that. But there's always things that we, as people, don't like. You know what I'm saying? Like it, It's just different tastes and different styles and different whatever. That's what makes things unique. But your job is to find your crowd, and you feed that crowd. And so that crowd will grow um, the right way, and it will grow with people that agree with what you agree with or the people that like what you like or people that like what you do. Um, and so I would just tell people, just don't get discouraged by other people, man, because there's so many different, there's so many different people and different types of things, but, but, you know, it's, you gotta be happy. You gotta be happy. And, uh, yeah, like that's, that's all I would tell people. Just be happy and trust yourself. Yeah. And I said, especially with the one you were saying about, don't wait for other people to say you're dope. Cause a lot of people won't mm-hmm. say you're dope until they see the machine behind you. Then once the machine's behind you, it's like, oh yeah, he's dope. Like, now nah, I've been dope. <laughs> yeah. Now I got all this exactly. attention behind me. Exactly. Yeah, I know you know I dope now because they putting all this money behind you to tell you I'm dope. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Exactly. So is any exactly. uh, far as like pole politicking, the politics a little bit? Any causes that you support that you want to talk about? Um, absolutely, man. Um. A lot of people don't know that I was really involved in politics um, from middle school through um, after college. I worked on Capitol Hill for for a while, for a little while, not long. But um, you know, my my interests are very much um, within my community, um, not against anyone else's community. But my community is uh, being a black person in America. Um, as well as being an uh, African-American man. And so uh, a lot of my passions align with, you know, education, uh, uh, homelessness, but also entrepreneurship, also, um, you know, wage gaps and and um, black men and boys. I think that uh, our young boys are not being educated properly uh, because people are afraid to educate them. Um Growing up in West Virginia, you kind of uh, don't have any black teachers, number one, and, and many black male teachers, uh, too. And so a lot of people are afraid to uh, to teach you because they don't see your research kind of shows, research, not kind of, research shows that, that teachers view their students as their children. 
um, teachers that are of the same ethnicity, and they use like a white a white teacher would view a white child as their own child. Um, but as a black child or a Hispanic child or Asian child, they don't see them as they would see their children. And so they treat them and reprimand them and reward them differently as they would their own children. And so it kind of creates this, you know, um, this weird space for African-American kids who grow up thinking they're dumb or grow up thinking that they're criminals um, before they get a chance to grow out of their adolescent stages, you know, adolescent age and where kids are just being kids, you know. Um, so those are kind of some of the issues that I, that I talk about, I deal with, and I try to help um, people to, to see a bigger picture. Um, and also, I guess, one, one last piece would be um, entrepreneurship. You know, one of my biggest, I was, a college, I was a, in college, I was a business major. And so a lot of that was focused on uh, learning how to run a business, learning how to operate a network. Um, and also uh, social marketing. And so um, right now I'm working with and teaching and creating an entire curriculum for uh, independent creatives on how to uh, build your own business and, and be your own boss and build your own brand and build your own buzz and, and um, different tools to help people uh, to make money for themselves doing what they love to do. Um which kind of goes into politics because, you know, economics and kind of job creation and job growth and, you know, taxes and, and a lot of different opportunities in, within our community that happens when um, you have successful entrepreneurs. Yes. So those are my main things. Yeah, just let me know. We might have to do a part two and come back on and talk about that. That would be cool, too. Please, man. That would be, that would be so awesome. Um, this year, collaboration is is starting that conversation of entrepreneurship. Um, so I would love to come back and talk about it. All right, for sure, man. And what would you yeah. like to say to all your fans and people that have been supporting your career so far? Oh, my gosh. Thank you guys so much. Uh, it's only been a year. Um, and so I'm, I'm grateful for everybody who listens, who follows, who, you know, shares, and my super fans who are telling people about how um, L. Lambert and tell them about my shows, tell them about my music, tell them about, you know, uh, being placed in these blogs and these interviews and reposting my videos. Thank you guys so much. Um, you know, I'd rather grow with a solid foundation than be an instant star and have no solid core uh, support system. And so I, I appreciate everybody who, who, uh, who consistently keeps up and who supports me, man. That means a lot to me. I want to say thank you for coming through politicking with me. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Poe, I appreciate it, brother. Yeah, no doubt, man. You want to tell me your social media and everything? Yes. Uh, everybody can follow me. Uh, everything at uh, I-I-I-M-L Lambert. It's E-L-Lambert. Um, And on Facebook, it's just L Lambert. Um, just hit me up. That would be perfect. I want to hear from you. Yeah, say it one more time because it went out a little bit. Oh, sorry. Uh, at every social network, it is I M L E L Lambert L A M B E R T, and on Facebook, it's just L Lambert. Please hit me up, uh, follow me, you know, comment, whatever you want to do. I'm, I'm very active in my social media.